peace and kingdom. Sister Sheila said this morning uh, about when she was talking about kingdom and what we need to do and what we need to proclaim. We don't operate from this turf here. We operate from heaven. Amen. Amen. And when we when we get when we declare and decree from heaven what heaven is saying, then we hold the keys to the kingdom. Amen. Give me an F, I think. Oh, you hold the keys to the kingdom. We operate in the power of his love. Oh, our authority is established in the heavens. We declare and decree his will upon the earth. Oh, and we hold In the power of His love, all in our authority is established in the heavens. We declare and decree His will upon the earth. Oh, and we hold the keys to the kingdom. Oh, and we operate in the power of. What he has promised, he will do. We trust him. Amen. You can turn with me to the book of Romans this morning. Thank you. Amen. Appreciate our band this morning. <laughs> Worship is awesome. I know it's a short notice for them to get something together, but they did awesome this morning. I appreciate them. Amen. Last week we talked about commitment. Everybody breathe easy and it's over. <laughs> Amen. This week on our Destined for Greatness series, if we're going to do something for God and we're going to be great, we're going to have to get pruned, right? So we're going to have to find out what God thinks about us. You received a card this morning on seeds uh, for, the, for good soul. It's got another scripture on it this morning. Um, if, if you didn't get one, I think there's more in the back, so we'll get you one if you didn't get one. But this morning, our Destined for Greatness series is going to, we're going to be talking about called this morning. How many feels like you've been called? Amen. How many don't know? How many is not sure? And how many knows you've been called but don't know for what? Amen? Well, I'm going to try to clarify a couple things for us this morning. Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. For whom he did foreknow. Everybody say foreknow. Foreknow. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Everybody say predestinate. Now that word scares Pentecostal people. Amen? It scares the non-denominational it scares them. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal with it. Because we all know that there's people that pre preaches that 
If you're predestinated, that means that you were chosen whether you were going to be saved or whether you're not going to be saved. Amen. I mean, he's heard it. Well, we're going to find out if that's what he's talking about this morning, okay? All right. For whom he did predestinate he, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be firstborn of many brethren. Number 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, there's that word again, them he also called. And whom he called, them he justified. And them he also glorified. Number 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh. What shall we say to all this? If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. Today we're going to talk about called. We must understand that the Apostle Paul in, is in Rome at this time. And up until now he has been through quite a journey to get here to Rome. And he has been through, uh, he has been there and been here and almost killed and left for dead. And laid upon the banks of an island. And, and he was been snake bit. You name it, he's had it happen. Shipwrecked. He's been ostracized. He's been put in prison. He's been ridiculed. And finally, he's been brought to Rome. Amen. Now, he comes into Rome not as a scholar that he was. And he was that intellectual, be sure. He was articulating intellectual. He should have been brought to Rome in a high class, right? As intellectual and as smart as Paul is. Amen? Amen? So if, you're, you're, so if you're going to be a pivotal part of influence for the Roman Empire, you don't want to come in chains, right? And God told him, you're going, to be, you're going to be going to Rome, and there's a lot of things I want you to do in Rome. Man, that's just like God. Call you to ministry with no money. Come on. Called you for a specific purpose and said, hey, this is what it's going to cost and I ain't going to provide nothing for you. Hmm? You're going to have to trust me. So if you wanted to come, you'd want to come in a chariot and entourage and, and you want to come with all kinds of benefits and you want to come with the king's uh, presence and the king's um, uh, a letter of recommendation, right? So that you have a point of advantage. But here, the apostle Paul is to be really to make an effective change. That's kind of what you want. But instead, God brings the Apostle Paul into Rome with chains on his ankles and around his feet, and he's in house arrest. And he says, boy, you're going to do great stuff. Come on. You're going to really get her done here in Rome. You're funny. Really hilarious right now. How many thought about that? Lord, you serious? 
When it comes to Rome, I believe God has a sense of humor. He'll give you a great big job, no money to do it with. He'll want you to be a point of influence, make a mighty change, and not give you the benefits or credentials to go along with the position that he's assigned to you. Amen? God, God's got a big sense of humor. He, he'll, 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 he'll use you from little places to provoke big changes according to how you see yourself. But if you don't see yourself as significant and you define yourself by the circumstances that you're in, you will miss your opportunities because of your circumstance willingness not to predict and predestinate your purpose and your calling with chains around his ankles and with, uh, with, with his thumbs uh, bands around his uh, feet. He said, I'm going in the wrong, making a change for God. Because I know who's calling Let's just talk about Rome. Rome in that day was just not a city. It was the America of the world. Amen? It was, it was America of that age. And Paul now comes into Rome where there are all decisions made. All decisions are made in that area. Right? It's an empire. It's the hub of theological influence, ideas of constant change. Great, greatest thinkers of the age are in Rome. And here he sends Paul. Down. Come on. Pretty funny, isn't it? He says you're going to change the world, boy. All types of ideas about gods. And, and, and gods of all types existed in Rome. And God has now sent his servant, the apostle, in the middle of all of this. And he's in chains. Really, Lord, you really want me to be an influence and you sent me with under house arrest? <laughs> but the apostle would provoke a change even from jail. That would be the greatest, it would be a great influence uh, or challenge to the young preachers of today and our young ministers that get to thinking that they are called and they got to have everything together before they go do it. Amen? Well, I got to have me a nice ride. And I got to have me some good stuff. For I can obey God. Sometimes we don't get the benefit of having it all together and everything falling into place and, and before we come. We have been called from jail. We've been called from the mess. We've been called from the back street. We've been called from house arrest. We've been called from all kinds of craziness. And God said, provoke a change in Stillwell, Oklahoma. And you don't have no money to do it with. You don't have anything to do it with. But provoke a change. Right? The oxymorons of life. You are called to bring freedom to this city, but you got to do it from a jail cell. Huh? You, 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 you got to understand what your cell is. Come on, you're not in jail. You're not maybe under house arrest, but you got limitations. There's some things that God's calling you to do, and you're saying, God, really? For real? Are you kidding me? 
Most much of life is complicated. Very little of life is a straight line. <laughs> and a plain clue. It's always complicated. God, if you really called me to Rome, why didn't you free me first? If it's from the perch of predicament that Paul the Apostle now comes to Rome and writes us and inflicts upon us the marriage of ideas that this new Christian concept is controversial, nobody agrees with it, nobody believes it, and yet Paul is writing that, that Christ is the head of the church and Christ gets all the glory and Christ gets all the praise and Christ gets all the power and yet he is bound.
problem with a lot of people, they're looking for answers that aren't there. Nobody's going to know. You like God knows you. Come on, we see that, but do we believe it? Because he knew you before you knew yourself. I remember some old folks saying, I knew you before you knew yourself. Huh? They used to be really prevalent. I'd get so mad. How did you know me? What they meant is I knew you before you discovered who you were. It's crazy about all these 15-year-olds discovering themselves, and they haven't even dealt with life yet. They already know who they are. Really? For real? There's a problem with this generation. It's they already think they know, and they ain't consulted anybody but themselves. They say, yeah, I know who I am. I'm this, I'm that. Making a decision based on life. I know who I am. How many knows who you are yet? <laughs> Woo! They knew me before they. I was talking collectively. Yeah. They knew me before I started spouting off information. Come on. That's what they mean. Yes, and God's saying, "I knew you before you knew yourself." Yeah. Huh? Yeah. God is saying, "I knew you before your mother was born." He knew you. You mean I existed before my mother was born? No, you mean I'm older than my mother? Yeah, because all my mama gave me is a body. I was spirit before I was before I was ever body. And you'll be spirit when the body is long gone. not a physical body seeking to be spiritual. I'm a spirit seeking to be physical. Amen? Oh, preacher, what are you preaching this morning? This is weird. What is new about me is my body. I celebrate my body's birth, not my spirit. Because my body is not my existence. My spirit is not aging. Everybody that is in here that is aging can testify to the fact that you are younger on the inside than you are on the outside. You still believe the things that you used to be able to do. But now your body says no. But your spirit says, hey, I can still do that. That's why Caleb rose up and said, I can still take the mountain. Don't send me no help, Joshua. I'm 85 years old. But I know who I am in the spirit. You don't have to send me no help. You don't have to send me no army. Because I know who God made me to be. And he's going to get in my body and make it happen. Hallelujah. Sometimes get the only thing that is subject to the human experience is our body. We're physically subject to this world, but our spirit is not. Huh? You say, okay, preacher, tell me, tell me. Hang on, I'm about to. The spirit is not bound 
of physicalities. It is just as young, just as bright, just as exuberant as it ever was. Here lies the contradiction. Because you live in a decaying house, you are alive in that house, and people judge you by the fallen shutters and the leaky roof, but they don't know you. God says, I don't remember that about you. I'm not remembering that your shutters are falling off. Because I knew you before you ever had them. Ooh. It's about to get good in here. Whoa. They don't know the person on the inside. Doesn't look at all like that person on the outside. And God says, it's not the outside of you that I knew. I knew you in the spirit. Psalm says, deep calling unto deep. I knew you in the whole. I knew you in the spirit. We had something going on in the spirit before you ever received your body. He told her. He told his, Jeremiah, before I formed you, I already called you. Before you ever got your body, your spirit had a divine connection with my spirit. And I already knew you. And I already foreknew you. And I already knew you. And I've already fixed it. So you're going to make it. Hallelujah. You might have to go through the trouble. You might have to go through some fears. You might have to go through some problems. But I already know you're going to come out victorious because I fixed it. things 
and that you're in the bar, all of a sudden you have a flashback from the Spirit. Because we had a thing in the Spirit. And I'm calling you in the natural. You've been born into a valley. You don't remember what went on before you got there. You had a amnesia. And you don't remember stuff. But I'm going to come to you. And I'm not going to leave you. And I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to keep pulling you to me. When you're in a Van Halen concert, ask a young 19-year-old boy in the 80s. He was in there. And Van Halen himself got up and said, not even God himself can touch you right now. And this young man said the spirit grabbed him by the heart. And he knelt down right there in the middle of that concert and accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Don't tell me God is not calling. Hallelujah. Because you don't remember it doesn't mean he's not calling. Right. Mm. I'm going to have to finish up tonight. But let me ask you this morning how many knows that before you knew him, he knew you? Ooh. This is the reason. That the enemy is fighting with everything he's got to keep you forgetting what the deep of your soul is calling to the deep of God's anointing and God's power. Because he doesn't want you to remember what you and God had going on before. You were a spirit long before you received a body. Yeah. Come on, that's Bible. That ain't my thing. I looked at this and said, God, why didn't I know this before? This would have changed some of the messes I did. This would have changed some of the ideas that I had. You weren't looking. You weren't watching. You didn't care about me. And all the time you've been pulling. Really. Casting hooks. In my life, I was running, but I couldn't outrun you. I was going, but I couldn't outgo you. I was not listening, but I couldn't outhear you. Because, <laughs> do you understand? I would y'all just deal with the predestined tonight. Y'all have to come back. But I'm just give you a short hint as my wife's coming back to the piano. There's a short little hint. Is that this predestined word, word means nothing but fixed. You understand? God foreknew. Saying that God foreknew and predestinated, meaning that I'm going to be saved or I'm not going to be saved, is like saying that a weather forecaster causes it to rain. Come on. They foreknew. They foreknew, so they forecasted the weather. It's going to rain today. It's going to be 70 today. 
it's going to be 50 today. It's going to be 30. It's going to be day after tomorrow. It's going to come a thunderstorm or, or, or a tornado, whatever. All this. They didn't make it happen. They just forecasted it. Jesus, or God, foreknew. He foreknew what we were going to have, what's going to happen in your life. So he makes you according. Because whom he foreknew. He began working on it. What, is the, what does that knowledge of the forecast cause you to do? Pick up an umbrella. Can't stop it from raining, but I'm going to, and that's all God did. God provided you with an umbrella. Woo, why didn't you fix this, God? Why didn't you? I didn't fix it, but I am preparing you for what you're about to go through. Because so God took everything of who your family would be, who your brothers and sisters would be, who your parents would be, and connected it all before you ever got here. Choose what your gender would be because he wanted to give you the best Umbrella. So he, all the things that you are today is not by accident. It's the whole layout and a plan of how you're going to make it through what you've been through, what you're going through, because he's preparing an umbrella for you in the middle of your mess. I'm not making it rain, but I'm going to prepare you for the rain. I'm just glad he's prepared you. David said it like this, thou hast prepared me a body. So your stature, how tall you are, how short you are, all of it is according to his plan. To get you through your storm, to get you through your problem, to get you through your issue. Come on, everybody stand this morning.